0: Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacob show on 98.7
1: ESPN. Are oh, we here? Six hours until the big game. Chiefs and the Niners. Niners, right now, one and a half point favorites against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs looking to win their third Super Bowl in a Five years, call it a dynasty, call it greatness, whatever you want to call it, what we're watching is historic. Meanwhile, San Francisco has been knocking on that door uh, for quite some time now. Four of the past five years they've been in the championship game. Two times they've been in the Super Bowl. The last time was against this same team, and they look to finally knock down that door. Would be a big one for Kyle Shanahan, who's putting together a pretty, pretty good coaching career. But the one thing that eludes him is a championship. 800-919-3776. Uh, Brandon, before we get back to uh, the Super Bowl conversation, did you see your boy Eli Manning spitting bars at the Pro Bowl? I did.
2: I did see that. I did see w- that. What would you I make of it? it. You were... I, thought it was, Aww, see? I thought it was awesome. I Aww, did. I man. thought it was
1: awesome. See, this is why I got to call you out, bro. Why? Well, I... Yo, because three weeks ago, I came yeah. on here and freestyled. Mm-hmm. Like stream of consciousness, nothing written. I, I was just going off the dome freestyling, mm-hmm. and you ripped me for it. But I then, you for we, that, yeah, you you said no, it, it was bad. Did. You said it I was bad. I did not. Oh, that that, that was me I, who said it was bad, and it, it was bad. Not. I stand by that statement.
2: It was not me. See, you trying
1: to throw me under the bus? And so, it wasn't so, even me. So, so what? So what did you think of of my freestyle? I thought it was great. I, oh, okay.
2: I, I, I see. I gave you credit because I said I'd never do that.
1: It's it's tough. All right, mate, mate, I got it wrong? I confused you and Tom Bauer. You guys, yeah, like, you,
2: you. But I just can't let you get away with. <clears throat> excuse me, I got it wrong. I need an apology.
1: My fault. I I, I apologize. Thank that you. was the wrong thing for me to do. It was uh, Tom Bauer yes, who, who was critical. So, Tom, what'd you think of Eli Manning's bars he spit at the Pro Bowl? It's got more bars than you. All right, so let's hear it. And, 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 well, he's a giant homer. He, he's a giant homer, and he he likes to root for a 500 quarterback. So let's hear Eli Manning. What
2: do you mean? Hold on, hold on, man. That's a, that's a hold on, big now. quarterback you're talking about. <laughs> hold on, man. You, you got to be careful with one of you know with some of this. Uh, 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 you know some of these absurd comments you're making about my quarterback. I mean,
1: listen, what is he? One twenty-seven and one twenty-seven in his career. The numbers are what they are. One seventeen and one seventeen. Oh, you, you gotta get your 117? numbers right if you're gonna come after Eli. Yeah, yeah. So I gave him he's one
2: seventeen. He's one seventeen and one seventeen. Yeah. He got two Super Bowls and mm-hmm. two Super Bowl MVP. It's only showed you. It's only it's only showing you that he can come back from adversity.
1: Yeah, a lot of adversity. Speaking of adversity, let's hear the bars he spit at the Pro Bowl.
0: I'm Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. I'm nice. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Sight. I beat him twice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. it was
2: good. It was good. He actually beat him he actually beat him three times, but only, you know, twice in Super Bowls. But once
1: during a uh, during a regular season. Oh, mm-hmm. almost almost beat him at the tail end of, of that 2007 mm-hmm.
2: season. too. He would have been, been 4-0 against Tom. Can you imagine?
1: But I, I guess it ended up working out better that he lost because then the Patriots stayed undefeated and then you, you beat an undefeated team. So there's a little bit more glamour with that. But uh, the reason why I bring up Eli Manning is because we saw this past week uh, the, Hall of Fl- uh, the Hall of Fame class uh, get announced. Uh, they're going to be entering... Uh, Canton next August, and it was highlighted by, you know, Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney. he gets in, Devin Hester, uh, Andre Johnson, Randy Gratishar, and, of course, Steve McMichael, uh, all getting into the Hall of Fame August 3rd. That will be the Hall of Fame game out in Canton, Ohio. But it did lead us to, you know, uh, start to look at next season, the guys who become eligible for enshrinement, uh, this coming season. And two of the top names on the list, you got Marshawn Lynch, and you got your boy Eli Manning. And I'm looking forward to this conversation, you know, especially nationally, because locally, everyone's going to be in unison. You got a lot, lot of giant fans here, watched him closely. He's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. But once that conversation makes it, makes its way to the national media... I think it's going to be a different one because you have two different things. I'm going to throw this out, I, I, throw this out at you. You have two, dif- two different perspectives when you look at the Hall of Fame case for Eli Manning. Because, look, one of six guys in NFL history to win Super Bowl MVPs multiple times, Bradshaw, Starr, Montana, Brady Mahomes, either all are already in the Hall of Fame or going to the Hall of Fame, top 10 in yards, touchdowns, completions. And, you know, he's done it in the biggest moments. The, 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 you know, conversely, working against him is never made a first all or second team All-Pro, 500 record as a quarterback, 14 of his 16 years didn't win a single playoff game. So, I mean, it's kind of a unique resume where he has the highest of highs, but outside of that, it's just not, not, much, not much glamour, not much firepower there. But that's, that was your teammate. What do you, what do you think about that?
2: absolutely hall of famer there's no question about it uh yeah you know if if you want to go by stats and look at all of that stuff you just named uh yeah he probably won't make it if they if they're going to go by that but just you know being the person he is and leading our team the way the way he led our team to and the way he did it is not pretty you know he didn't do it pretty you know here we sitting here and giving credit to the San Francisco 49ers about coming back and mm-hmm. playing good and giving the credit to, to to Brock Purdy for playing good at the end of these games when they were down Eli did that on a consistent basis yeah he did it on a consistent basis he brought us back in games that we should have lost you know um you know so he asked me, you know, just some of the stuff that he was able to do as a quarterback in New York City, you know, to be able to win, it, win there, uh, I mean, not, nothing short of a Hall of Famer to me.
1: So here, I, I, I agree with you. I think that Eli is a Hall of Famer. Once you, I mean, you don't win two Super Bowl MVPs and don't make the Hall of Fame. I gave you the list of guys who have done it. They're all there are on on their way. The problem with for Eli is. And I say this respectfully. I'm, this is not shade as a Jet fan. like I'm, I'm being serious when I have this conversation. I watched him for 16 years. And not once did I ever feel like, man, I'm watching one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. I'm watching, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. I think he's great. I think he's clutch. He's he's the ultimate winner because he, he got his team twice to the Super Bowl and won against, you know, Maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. And I say maybe just because Patrick at some point is going to make it a real uh, conversation of whether or not he still is. Definitely the greatest coach of all time. And he made not one, not two, but three throws that— You know, put them in position to win those games. So, you know, the Mario Manningham, I think, is the best one of them all. Yeah, I like that one more. I I,
2: I like that one more as (laughs) well.
1: I I watched the replay yesterday. You know, every year around this time, they'll show you highlights of, you know, those big-time Super Bowl moments. Every time you watch it, you, you think to yourself, like, how impossible that throw is. Like, it's an impossible throw, and he made it. And watching it on television, you think, you know, Manningham has to have been out of bounds. But then you watch the replay. and you're like, you know, he definitely was in like this guy's great. It's just it's a unique resume, man. It's odd because usually a guy who wins multiple Super Bowls has like more number like has more support numerically in the regular season.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, you say that they have a pretty they have a much prettier career. Right? Yeah, they have a much prettier career. You know, nothing was pretty about Eli's career. You know, he went through times where they wanted him to go. Yep. Where they wanted the whole coach, the whole coaching staff to, to leave. They wanted to fire everybody. We had a lot of years like that with the Giants. You know, I was just talking to Dexter Lawrence about that uh, recently. You know, I was like, yeah, we, we did win two Super Bowls, but it's not like we dominated the league on the way. We didn't do that. We we struggled a lot in both, in, in both of those seasons.
1: Well, according to Tom yeah. Bauer, you're a dynasty, so at least you have that going for you.
2: Day, two championships in four years—that's <laughs> what it is.
1: <laughs> you know, the times uh, criteria.
2: <laughs> you know, so I mean, but Eli, man, he—he's—you he, he, know—he's a great teammate. Uh, just some of the things that he's been able to do. You know, like you. The Manningham pass, right? Yeah. That was a great display of skills from both Mario and Eli. Mm-hmm. That He put it right where he can get it. Knowing his momentum was going out of bounds, he found a way to stay in bounds to make the catch. Slowed down just a tad so the ball could drop in over his shoulder just perfect so the other defender couldn't get to it. And with we're, we're two feet in. Not side to side, but one right in front of each other. Then That's that's pretty hard catch to make. You know, so it was a great display of skills by both players there.
1: And the stuff that can't get dismissed or just missed when we talk about Eli Manning's career is the fact that he was reliable. I mean, we see quarterbacks go down left and right. This guy took hits, and he played every single game until, obviously, you know, he was benched by Ben McAdoo in favor of Geno Smith. Uh, but the, he, he, you could count on him every single year to show up, and he did that for, for did 16 that. years. For 16 years. That. And, right. you know, he's going to be up for eligibility uh, this coming uh, this coming spring, I should say, and and we'll see what happens. Uh, but this this is definitely going to be a conversation I'm going to enjoy, because there are going to be a bunch of folks that say, nah, he's not a Hall of Famer. Nope, nope, he's not. And then... Oh,
2: there's going to be a lot of haters say that. Yeah. it's going to be a lot of them say that, but, you know, I guess they got a right to they have a right to their opinion, obviously, like I do, just like you do, um, but... Eli is a Hall of Famer, no question.
1: I just want to hit a bars one more time before we wrap up this conversation.
2: I'm Eli Manning. Yeah.
0: I'm nice. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Yeah, Sight. I beat him twice. Oh!
1: I think he's better than Drake. Honestly. Oh, man. Man, can you tell me Eli or Drake, I'm taking Eli ten times out of ten. <laughs> and your boy on the podcast might say that just based off of that alone, Eli's better than Eminem. He's top 10. I mean, you put him in top 10. He's a top 10 (laughs) rapper of all time. 800-919-3776. We go to Dutchess. We talk to Sal. What's up, Sal?
0: Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, quick, Quick question. Well, first, before I do my question, how does this prop bet sound to you guys? Let me hear. That Brock Purdy will not throw a touchdown today. I don't like it. Okay. Well, I talked to Bart, and uh, Bart thought I was crazy. But I said, Bart, I'm saying it the same thing you said last year that the Chiefs weren't going to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was not even a month I was right. like, <laughs> and here's and, well, at, you know, for, at five to one, I figured out, well, um, Han found out the odds on that bet that uh, Brock will not throw a touchdown. And here's my question: What do you guys know about Eric Bieniemy? coming back next year because when he, you know, pops up and starts talking to the guys, yeah. you know, I'm thinking that they're blaming Nagy for all the drops. You know, that's what I'm thinking. What did you guys hear? And have a good Super Bowl.
1: You too. It's an interesting conversation because we did see, I, was he like hanging around the team the past couple of weeks, Eric B was? I think I saw he was hanging around uh, the cheese and I actually texted someone. Uh, who's like close with you know Kansas City and that organization I text them I didn't get an answer uh, but text just to ask like you know do you think the enemy could be on his way back next year because that feels like uh, a match recreated in heaven that like, he gets let go by Washington because you know they were a dumpster fire and you know season started off with players complaining that he practiced too hard it was so 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 soft and then you know the Chiefs struggle this year, so I think that you you get Nagy out and you bring Eric B. Henry back next year. I think that's definitely on the table.
2: I don't know if that's something that I don't know if that's something that they would do. This has definitely been one of their worst seasons, but that's still ending in the Super Bowl. So yeah. I, you know. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. Just depends. I guess he's been around the team, so there's no bad blood. He went to try to get another opportunity. Which, for the life of me, I'm, I'm 100 shocked that Magic Johnson didn't hire Eric B. Yeah. as his head coach. Uh, me too, Cause like I'm shocked at that,
1: especially through like the first quarter of the season where you saw Sam Howell was balling out. And right. you're thinking like they're they're not going to be a good team. Rivera is going to get let go. But at least, you know, the offense is clicking. So that looks good on B enemy. He can get that. He's got an inside, you know, pursuit of that job, but it just never materialized. So I, I'm, I'm shocked as well. It's pond hockey season on Long Island and ESPN New York want you to be a part of the action. Head to ESPNNewYork.com or ESPN New York on the app for your chance to win a 60-minute time slot at the outdoor synthetic rink in the park at UBS Arena. Just scroll down to contest and submit your entry. Go to New York Islanders for some fun in February. Take advantage of special ticket pricing for upcoming home games at the UBS Arena and be there for every thrilling matchup. Get your tickets today at NewYorkIslanders.com slash that's F-E-B. 800-919-3776. Who you got in this game tonight? Chiefs or the Niners? Still I uh, got to talk about Woody Johnson, who uh, was very talkative at the NFL Honors. We'll get to that. Lamar Jackson wins an MVP.
2: What reason should we talk about Woody Johnson?
1: Well, because he said something that <laughs> that was so like Woody Johnson. And it's just like if you're a Jet fan, the more you listen to to what happens in that building the less confident you are going forward so we'll get to that as well of course you got to laugh at at, at my uh, at my sorrows 800 oh, 3776 we'll get to your calls next right here on 98.7 ESPN
0: Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs Super Bowl show. Larry Hardesty coming up next. We're going till 2 o'clock. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. Brandon, a little bit of a, a little bit of a quandary here for me. It's about like the rules of engagement. So tonight I'm hosting like a small, very, very small little Super Bowl get together. Got some couple friends and family coming over how do you express that you only want conversations to be happening if it's related to the game how do you express that without being rude
2: why have anybody over and have those
1: type of rules (laughs) because i want to be locked in on the game yeah,
2: but people that have more interest in this, just the game. No, so, you
1: you got to be focused only on the game. And if you want to talk about anything other than the game, you can't be involved in, in the... But
2: but what reason to get people together to fellowship if they only got to talk about the game?
1: That's a good question. My wife asked me the same thing. and, and I, I, I don't understand. So I, so th- that's not a good rule? There's no great was, way to express that? No,
2: it's a disgusting rule. That's how you feel like, <laughs> you know, that's the only way you really know, like, you people are good people or, or you know, like, talking about something other than what they're there for. like You're going to have a lot of people. You're going to have people there. that Everybody's not going to be into that game, so it's going to have some women off to the side, might even have a few dudes off to the side just talking about some other things, you know, but that's that's, that's fellowshipping. Uh, There's okay. no reason to get a bunch of people over in one place and only talk about Okay, that.
1: that's fair. That's that fair. That doesn't make sense. So can we have it? Can the rule then be amended and it's now... You can talk about whatever you want to talk about, but there's a certain like decibel level you got to reach at maximum. Like you can't be too loud. You can't be louder than the game. You can't be louder than Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Like I need to hear what they're saying.
2: I agree there. That's fine. I definitely agree there. Yeah, I, 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 I agree there.
1: And you're I not. Do. And you're not playing music. Like none of that nonsense. No, is none of
2: that. No, you want to hear the game. You want to be able to concentrate on the game and what's going on. But you still want to be able to have people. You don't want to have someone on one side of the room talking to somebody on the other side of the room and the game is in the middle. And guys, you don't want to do that. Like, you should have... People should be able to fellowship and, and get along with one another, talk to one another without interrupting the people who who are only there for the game.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's a fair point. Uh, the other thing is I texted my wife uh, today, a couple, couple segments ago, because it just dawned on me. Got the two kids gonna be some some kids over i say we gotta get rid of all the noisy toys that can't be in action tonight all the toys they gotta hide them
2: gotta hide them not get rid of them that's fair
1: right that's fair
2: that's fair but when you get when you got people coming over
1: how many people you said at first that's not too many we were like maybe under 10
2: under 10 and then so the kids gonna be the problem bro i'm just (laughs) telling you that right now the, kid, the kids are going to be the problem. What's the ages of the kids?
1: So I've got um, my kids are two and one.
2: Not into the game.
1: Not into the game at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got another going to be two-year-old. And then I believe the, the, the last one is like six or seven. And then, another, then they, oh, there's five kids and there's there's like a, a another seven-year-old. So two like six or seven-year-olds would be there.
2: No, nah, you'll be okay. I'll be all right. Yeah, the majority of the kids are young, so you'll be all right.
1: It's not going to be too much. I, I'm, nah, just, I'm just concerned cool. about it. And, I was, and so we're having this conversation, you know, going through, like, what do we get? You know, how do we need to clean the house and all that? And she's like, this, like, why would you decide to do this knowing how you are when it comes to watching games? And I'm like, you know what? I get caught up in the moment, start inviting all these people. Then I realize, man, I just want to watch the game. And I just want to yeah, talk we, about the game.
2: Yeah, we were going to do something, but we're just here, man. We're just here with the family. Uh, us four, my older son's girlfriend's going to come over and we're going to watch the game here, man. We, we're not doing too much. It's going to be five people here, man. And that's it. It's me, you know, my wife, my two boys, and my oldest son's girlfriend. She's going to be here and we're just going to be chilling, man. I like you know, that. Normal day in the house, man. Nice
1: little vibe. Nice yeah, little vibe. Just chilling. I I got uh, I got a couple of friends, uh, friends of mine texting me. Uh, my boy Ray's coming through, Ralphie. Uh, they're texting me, yeah, the women would be in the corner, you know, gossiping. Our women would be in the corner gossiping about us, airing out all the things that we do to upset them. And I'm like, anybody trying to hear that during the Super Bowl? Focus on the, the p- halftime performance. Focus on the food. Focus on everything else. We're just trying to watch a good game. Is that cool?
2: See, my wife doesn't deal with stuff like that. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with it, it's just that uh, I'm the greatest.
1: For oh, her. You, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, like she's not gonna sit around with a bunch of women and talk about the stuff I do that aggravates so her. She's gonna tell me that. She's gonna let you, me But know you
1: do that. you do nothing that aggravates her. You, oh, that's you, nah, you, that, you oh, that's not true. Nah, you you could do. That's not true. But she do.
2: will she will tell me that. She she's not gonna tell another woman. How what I do to
1: aggravate her? going to let me know that. But you, but you know what she should do. She should what? tell other women that you reneged on a bet that you had during the football season. You were supposed to fly I, to New York City. I was. And treat I was Ty to Del Friscos, and it didn't I happen. Was,
2: I was supposed to fly to New York City, and I we talked and I talked about it last week. Actually, like we did, like we was gonna, like I was gonna make it happen. But dude, this is I should have got that done right after I lost the bet because I. Coming to New York at this time of year is just not fun for me. Oh, we had
1: good weather this past week, man we we hit the uh, we hit the fifties. Now we got a snowstorm coming on Tuesday. I was
2: just there. I was just in New York. on Thursday? I was just I, I was there Thursday and I left Friday.
1: So what happened to the, the the text message you sent me to invite me to dinner? Maybe I just didn't get it.
2: Because I had something to do for our softball game that I didn't get a chance to really go out and eat dinner myself.
1: But this is going to happen at some point? We, we're going to get this?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get it. All right. We're definitely going to get it. Yeah, I, we're definitely going to get I'll it. get a picture. I'm definitely a, man, I'm definitely a man of my word. Now, I'm going to pay off my bet. My you wife could tell you that. She's like, you need to stop betting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pay off my bets now. I, I, I'm I, I, I'm definitely going to do that.
1: Definitely got to do that. All right. Uh, let's quick recap. Lamar Jackson, this past week, Wednesday MVP, finished one vote shy of being unanimous because uh, Aaron Schatz decided that Josh Allen uh, was his MVP. Obviously, he was wrong. But for Lamar, he's the youngest two-time MVP ever, just one of 11 guys with multiple league MVPs. And, you know, he's carving out a Hall of Fame career, and yet folks still hating on him, saying things like, oh, he'll never win a Super Bowl, which I don't understand how you could declare that when the guy is 27 coming off of his best season. And, you know, that team, that organization is set up to, at the very least, be a playoff team for as long he's season his Prime. And then you figure, yes, he has to perform better in the playoffs. He was really good in that second half against Houston. But Lamar has to overcome those, quote-unquote, playoff demons, which he should be able to, given the talent, given the coaching, given the organization, and that defense, of course. But, you know, shout-out to Lamar Jackson. Uh, winning his second MVP—that—that is—that is, is a remarkable achievement.
2: Absolutely, super proud of him. Had a chance to watch him grow from the time he was a rookie to now. I had a chance to 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 watch him in college, uh, you know, watch him grow in college from being a, a just a running guy to, to, to you know get to the point where he was reading coverage and throwing the ball well, and getting you know going into the NFL, being drafted later than expected, everyone looking down on him, and, and you know, get, and even going into the league. Proving he, you know, that he was good. The contract negotiation, everything he went through there. I'm super. I'm, I'm I'm super proud of Lamar Jackson and the career he's had thus far. And I hope at some point he can get in that big game uh, to, to you know to shut everybody up.
1: Here was Lamar Jackson after winning his second MVP. First and foremost, you know, I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know without Him,
0: nothing is possible. Um, I want to thank my organization, you know, Baltimore Ravens for, you know, finally getting this deal done. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, shout out to Eric, you know. Shout out to Steve, Coach Harbaugh, you know the whole, the whole unit. My offense, man. My offensive line, man. I can't thank them enough for what they've done. Um, I'm not out there blocking, you know, catching the ball, you know, uh, doing everything, you know. as my team. It's a team thing, you know. For these awards, and you know, I want to thank my family at home. Um, but you guys have a great night, and that's all, folks.
1: <laughs> shout out to Lamar Jackson, man. Uh, I, I, I will say that you know cuz i i said this in the first segment how it just didn't feel like there was a lot of buzz leading into this game between the the chiefs and the niners just because you know we're used to Kansas City being good we expected the niners to be here if lamar had been playing like, like think about baltimore versus detroit the kind buzz of energy would have
2: been real. Mm-hmm. oh
1: man that would have been a different level of energy uh in these these past two weeks uh but you know Lamar is going to have to overcome that. That that is going to be the hump that he has to get past, and we'll see if he can do so going forward. But I do think that this year was a step in the right direction, finally getting to an AFC Championship game, finally having that big playoff moment as he did against Houston. And, you know, the... The, the the problem for him was, I don't know, what happened that they got away from their game plan. They just decided they wanted to throw the ball. That felt to me more like ego and taking the matchup against Mahomes too seriously. But we'll see what happens going forward. 800 3776 we got to hear from Woody Johnson when we come back. Uh, we will get to also the report that Amazon Prime... It's going to be airing an NFL playoff game next season, so a lot of people are all upset about that. And then, of course, get back to the game, take your calls, do a whole lot more before we get out of here at 2 o'clock, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now back
0: to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, on to 2 o'clock, talking the Super Bowl, Niners and the Chiefs. I've got the the Chiefs winning this game. You do as well. I just can't keep betting against Patrick Mahomes. I think that the Niners overall have the better team, uh, especially on offense. I think the Chiefs defense, I know the Chiefs defense is better uh, when you look at what they've put on display this season. The Niners offense, clearly better than what the Chiefs have to offer, but there's a difference at quarterback. There's a difference at head coach. And as much as I like Shanahan... And I think that this would be an important win for him as far as his legacy because he's accomplished so much. He's just missing that championship. Sandy Reed and Mahomes, man, I just got too much respect for them to in a big game like this on a neutral field bet against them. So I've got the Chiefs winning.
2: Yeah, I got the Chiefs winning as well, man. I just think they're they're the most uh, uh, – they're not the most talented team, as you said, but I think they're the most polished team, the most disciplined team. And I think they're going to make less mistakes throughout the game. And I think that's going to be one of the things that that pulled them through, because you know the the 49ers, as we talked about earlier with the caller, they've they have, not they have, they have not been as consistent. Mm. You know, even like 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 throughout the whole season, they haven't been really that consistent. There's games they dominated. Uh, Obviously, but I, I do think that if they come into this game against the Chiefs like they came into the last two games that they played, I, I don't think it's going to even be a game.
1: Oh, I I one thousand percent agree with you. If if these same teams that we've seen throughout the postseason and their respective runs show up, the Chiefs win this game, and I don't even think it's all that close. But that's right. that's if they if the Niners play the way that they did for the first three quarters against Green Bay and, and that first half against Detroit. If they somehow come out and there's a more of a sense of urgency, and there's you know that attention to detail, and they're not mm-hmm. turning the ball over, and they're sticking to what has worked for them, then It'll yeah, I, I think, I think yeah, I think this is going to be a shootout. It's going to be a fun one. Let's go to Long Island and talk to Chris. What's up, Chris?
0: Hey, what's up, Ty? What's up, Brandon? Uh, like the show. Thanks, man. Um, I am a uh, a Raider fan, um, and uh, th- th- look, the Chiefs are going to win and. Like, I don't even – it's the Chiefs to me. Um, They are such a hard team, especially in a big game. Um, And even for anyone else in the AFC, like Lamar and everybody else, Lamar's great, but to try and, like, draft and, oh, this is the new Mahomes and we got to compete with Mahomes, I'm not even thinking like that. I'm thinking keep building that defense because you're not going to compete with that guy, that quarterback. You're not. Like, we got Aiden O'Connell. You know what I mean? So, uh, those are my thoughts. I love you guys, and uh, enjoy the game, okay?
1: Well, your your team was one of the teams that that beat the Chiefs this year. Yeah,
0: yeah, they didn't even try. The Chiefs weren't even trying. Yeah,
1: I mean, Mahomes kept turning the ball over. Appreciate the call, Chris. Uh, So, we've seen them struggle at at times this season, and hasn't surfaced in the playoffs, Uh, but the Chiefs have shown that they they can be vulnerable. It's just... You got to put them out, man. You have to put this team away. If you give them yeah, life and it's close late, yeah. And if you give them life and it's close yeah. late, and you're trying to get into a fourth quarter shootout, a shootout with with Patrick, who in his career has lost three playoff games, two to Tom Brady and one to Joe Burrow, that's just not going to uh, age well for you.
2: Well, you know, I put it like this: with Patrick Mahomes leading the Chiefs. I I don't think that that is a chance that they can lose this game, you know. I, I think I think Patrick Mahomes knows his legacy is. It, I, I wouldn't even say is on the line because the guy got two Super Bowls. He's been there, one played one. So I think his legacy is made. I don't think that this is going to be something that makes him, you know, at like at all. So I mean, you know, with the game on the line, in I, Patrick Mahomes behind center, uh, Pacheco. I think he's going to be the reason why the Chiefs win this game. You know, right. I don't even think it's going to be more on um, Mahomes.
1: So someone on Twitter hit me, HW, if you wanted me to ask you, uh, who – I want to phrase this in a way that makes sense. The pregame speeches, does it hit hit more from the quarterback or the head coach? Like, which is more impactful?
2: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, who? For uh, for me, well, it was, uh, it's different guys, you know. They, for you, they're for all you. different. Yeah, for me, um, it was always good to hear. We didn't hear from Eli till right before the game, mm-hmm. and that's just the offense, right? Coach Coughlin gave a speech to everyone, and yep. then I gave a speech on the field as right right before we took
1: the bench. What'd you say? Do you remember?
2: Well, I just, you know, I, just a bunch of things, man, just about, we're, you know, we're not supposed to be here. You know, we should be watching this game like everybody else, or everybody thought, but we're here now, so we might as well, you know, we might as well not waste time, and we, and we need to come out and play and jump on these boards right out the gate. You know, it wasn't a a, a a motivational speech. It was just more, man. Let's. I can't really say what I said. Oh, you know? I was
1: going to ask you: Did you use yeah. a lot of curse words?
2: I did. Like every other word was like <laughs> what would be beeped out. You know, and, <laughs> and if the producers are ready to press that button, I can go ahead and let it fly.
1: Uh, bro. I, I'm I'm good. I appreciate I appreciate that. But we're, we're good. <laughs> I think we're going to lay but low. Yeah. On that today.
2: <laughs> yeah, but we had three different people. Eli had the offense mm-hmm. in the locker room right, like right before we went up for Coach Coughlin. Then Coach Coughlin had us. And then right before we went in to the, the – uh, right before we took the bench,
1: it was me. Uh, so this is what Eli did before the, the both Super Bowl wins. I'm
0: Eli Manning. <laughs> I'm nice. Tom Brady's the GOAT. <laughs> Sight! I beat him twice. Well,
1: it would be after because obviously it wouldn't make sense if it came before. Unless he's predicting wow. that he was going to beat Brady twice in the Super Bowl. Uh, good for Eli. Good for Eli. 800-919-3776. Mickey from Montclair. Hello, Mickey. Hi, guys.
0: I'm calling you because I don't know if you remember. I oh. called you before the Ravens played uh, Kansas yeah, City, and you guys assured me that, uh, oh, you got nothing to worry about. You're the better team.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I remember you, Mickey, because you were nervous. <laughs> I about remember that her game. too. You were nervous exactly. about that game. You had all the anxiety, and we tried to re- reassure you. You're the better team. You're at home. You've got the MVP at quarterback. Like this is your time, and they scored ten points. <laughs> 10 points. Right, exactly.
0: But the crazy thing is that the game was never out of reach. We just played like crap and never got you know, never got anything going.
2: You know what happened? Self, selfish penalties.
1: Yeah. Selfish penalties. Bad right. penalties, the Zay yes. the Z Flowers, uh that whole exactly. sequence where it's the penalty and the fumble into the end zone. But Mickey, you know what would have to, to, to would really uh frustrate me the most? The What's fact that, that so it's not even that you just lost. It's that you lost not playing your best game or right. not staying right. true to your identity. Like right. They tried to turn exactly. Lamar Jackson into let's like, just throw the ball 40 times where you got the best rushing attack in all of football against a team that the week before gave up, what, 200 yards on the ground to Buffalo? So that's that exactly. would annoy me the most. Right, right. I know. And this is my
0: first time uh, listening to you guys since that game because I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> and then the first thing I, I heard was you talking about Lamar. I was like, oh, here we go. But it was all good. It was about the MVP. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he's he got to get past that.
1: Yeah, next year's a big, for him. Uh, a big year for him. Appreciate you calling us, Mickey. I'm sorry we let so you down. I'm sorry we let Enjoy. you down. Yeah. That's a that's a rough one. That's a rough loss. But Brandon, how does that happen? How does a team watch what's worked for them for an entire season in the in the championship game, then decide to go away from that? How does that happen?
2: I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I guess they may they may have felt that they didn't need to do those things. I I, I don't really know, man, because I, I just don't understand how who made the decision to be able to do that or get away from the run and and try to you know. Like they didn't even put Lamar in a situation where he can move the ball himself. I mean, they, they just—I don't know. I guess just the, I think play calling in that game. I just it's think dreadful. they wanted to be conservative and you know, try not to do too much and try to only focus on a few things. And they didn't really have anything to adjust with.
1: So I get it. The first drive of the game, they don't get any points. Chiefs come down, score a touchdown. Uh, their second offensive possession, they score a touchdown. Then the Chiefs come back, they go up fourteen to seven. Lamar uh, fumbled the ball. Uh, but they were still in it, so it's not like you had to get away from running the yeah. ball because you were down multiple scores. Right. No, the most they went down was what ten points.
2: Ten points, and, and when and when Lamar fumbled, they they had they had a three and out, so they yeah. got the ball back. They got the ball back,
1: so you you could still stay true to who you are, what's worked for you. And I think I would feel better as a player, as a coach, as a fan if we just simply lost to a team that on that day just was better. They just ousted us. No, you lost because of your own self-implosion and the fact that, you know, the ridiculous penalties and the turnovers mm-hmm. and like just not not running your game plan. I, I just didn't, don't think that that made sense. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Chris Cansey going to join us in about 10 minutes. we to continue to talk to you. We're talking Chiefs and the Niners, who you got in this game. Oh, man. Should be a fun one tonight. You're listening to Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: All right, let's get it. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs with you on 98.7 ESPN. Hit us up, 800-919-3776. Woody Johnson uh, was at the NFL Honors, and there wasn't a microphone he didn't want to talk into. So let's hear from the owner of the Jets when he was asked, how confident are you in Robert Sala?"
0: He's going to be a lot better head coach. You know, one thing about head coaches, you get better as, as you get more experience. And, you know, he's going to concentrate on offense. You know, he's got Jeff to kind of do the defense, and we've got good special team. It's offense, 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 as I've said. Get the quarterback, get him moving, you know, get the line moving, you know, get the, uh, you know, work on the run and, and do
1: all that all that, that you have to do to win. But you can't do one thing. You have to do it all. It's not just one player. <laughs> you know what I love about this quote, where he says, you know the one thing they say about coaches is you get better with experience. As if that's only like <laughs> unique to coaches. You can say that about anything. And producers get better with experience. Harvey sucked when he first got here. Now he's elite. Uh, but uh, you know what? You, you, you know what bothers me about this too. When he says offense, 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 right? And yet the guy most responsible for your offense being putrid, your offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. You're bringing him back. How does that well, make sense?
2: It doesn't really make sense, you know, but you, you have to understand, too, having Aaron Rodgers go down when he did, that gives all the coaches and everybody, that give everyone on the staff an excuse for why he wasn't successful because of the... You know, just because of the injury to Aaron Rodgers. Now you don't get that injury to Aaron Rodgers, and you have you know you have Nathaniel Hackett still thinking the you know the building up. Then is lives to get rid of him. But given the fact that 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 Aaron Rodgers went down with a season ending injury, you know it, it put everybody it, it made everybody go backwards. So that's why you give a guy like Nathaniel Hackett another shot because he didn't have his he didn't have his hand uh, you know he didn't have his spade hand loaded with spades. He had a spare hand loaded with hearts, so he didn't have a chance to play his best card.
1: Speaking of hearts, you you all set for Valentine's Day? A couple days? Uh, absolutely. You you Always, guys, you got something cooking?
2: Not really. She's <laughs> probably gonna go out. <laughs> man, we twenty years in this thing, man. <laughs> that, like, yeah, when does Valentine's
1: thing? Day stop mattering?
2: Now, we we don't take each other for granted, uh, uh, like at all. But you know, we realize we can't just keep. Putting, pumping money in these in these yeah. economic holidays, man. Like, yeah, I
1: love that. That's See, what it that's is. the type of language you, know? you gotta use. It's like, baby, it's not that I'm not invested in you. I love you with all my heart, but we can't keep giving these people all our money, especially with, yeah, you know... Yeah,
2: every time something come up. Like, <laughs> especially you know, with the prices I'll,
1: the way they are now.
2: Yeah. Nah, man. It's just, I think all of these holidays are made for Revenue. Yeah. That's it. There's a revenue push. I love it. You know, spend more money, spend more money, spend more money. Why that matters, I don't know. But I think all holidays are like that. Christmas, all of it. You know, I think it all I think it all exists for money.
1: Yeah, and now it's like it's become so ridiculous. It's like National Couples Day, National Boyfriend Day, yeah. National Wife Day. It's all part of our, you know, capitalist yeah, society trying absolutely. to take advantage of, of our funds and you know get us to go out and, and buy unnecessary gifts and Stuff, spend right. unnecessary money. Here's Woody Johnson asked about the pain of losing the, the 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 Valentine of the Jet fan, Aaron Rodgers, who went down four plays into the season last year.
0: How painful was that for you, Woody? them going down with all the excitement there's been so much excitement all, what all does season. it feel like having your arm chopped off? <laughs> <laughs> not good I
1: would say yeah you can have some guys. Woody how does it get better man we're
0: doing a, a lot of different things organizationally to try to get better make better decisions you know we've got to fix our offense and I think we'll do that Aaron Rodgers will be back and we'll protect him and we'll get the flow and get into it and uh, defense is pretty good yep. pretty good and it will be
1: better if our offense could do something you know that's obvious Offense needs to do something, man. Hey, this was a wasted opportunity, Brandon. And I know you weren't necessarily saying that the Jets could win a Super Bowl, but you at the very least thought that they could get to the playoffs and make some type of a run. It's a That's wasted it. opportunity. When you look at, you know, everything that happened in this conference, Joe Burrow goes down. The Bills through 12 games were 6-6, six and six. Fire their offensive coordinator. The Chiefs at the time were struggling. Miami was in the midst of, of being fraudulent. Uh, the Broncos never did anything. We thought Peyton could come here and revitalize the career of, of Russell Wilson. That didn't happen. Justin Herbert went down. The Browns lost their quarterback. So there were uh, there was a lot of of uh, of of um of the dominoes falling, uh, of the cards falling that could have presented the Jets an opportunity to to really do something special, but they just never found a way to rebound from never losing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah,
2: yeah, never shook back. You know. But you know, you know, I think part of that is due to them not having a legit backup. Uh, backup. I can't say that. I can't say that because Zach Wilson was the starting quarterback for the Jets before Aaron Rodgers went there. So they thought he was a legit backup. I thought he was a legit backup. I wanted to get a guy a chance, uh, but you know, things didn't pan out that way, and you know, they was behind by losing. But you know, losing Aaron Rodgers screwed the whole team. Really but did. again. I'm going to say this again, and people always keep you know, they keep calling me crazy every time I say it. I don't think the Jets season would have been much different with Aaron Rodgers back there. as you know. I think it, they, may have, they may have won a couple more games, but I don't think we're talking about them playing in this game at all. Because well, you know, I mean, once your line is wounded, it doesn't matter who's
1: back there. Yeah, but those Jack, are, those Jack, are two different think, things. Those are two different things. Yeah. Stop you real quick. You said it would not have been much different had Aaron had played. But then you say they would have won a couple of more games. Well, the difference between seven wins and a couple of more wins is a playoff spot. So even if you don't think they get to the Super Bowl, making the playoffs for the first time since 2010 is pretty damn significant.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I do see that. But what I'm saying is I think you and all the rest of the Jet fans would still have been pissed off about the the, the play of the offensive line, even with Aaron Rodgers back there. You guys still would have had something to complain about. You know it wouldn't have been much of a difference, you know is what I'm saying. You wouldn't have been just been on here on air, happy smiling and cheesing all all Sunday
1: long. No, of course not. I right. just want to know what it feels like to wake up on Super Bowl Sunday with your team hours away from participating in that game. I would love to know what that feels like. I mean, i uh-huh. what would I give up for that? Would it be like a toe could i could I give up the like the the middle toe? I would definitely sacrifice Tom Bower for a Super Bowl.
2: Well, I can't tell you how that feels. Wait, you know, waking up with your team getting ready to play in the Super Bowl. I I, I don't know how that feels.
1: <laughs> you can't. <laughs> the hell, did I
2: do to you? Did sacrifice me?
1: Well, I don't know, man. You just have been rubbing me the wrong way the last couple of weeks. Something something's just off about nah, you.
2: I'm, you're a giant fan. That's the problem. Yeah.
1: he's like man. he he's always like got something slick to say when when it comes to like the Jet Giant quote unquote rivalry, and I'm just not feeling it. It's not a rivalry. The Giants are sp- sp- see completely better. <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about.
2: This is he's why he's right, I- though. I mean, just history itself. Like it's it's true. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a knocker on the Jets. I like the Jets. I, you know, I do.
1: them, I yeah, you play, know. You play. Yeah. In Je- your team plays in Jet Life Stadium. You have to have some respect for them. Well, we don't. Okay. <laughs> No, Unfortunately listen. for Ty, Jet Life Stadium only lasted one game this season. Yeah, I mean, who, who, but by the way, who won that game between the Jets and the Giants this year? I'm like, just I just don't remember. It's like escaping me. Who won? Are
2: you really going back with the? That?
1: that was one of the worst football games I've ever seen. Oh, ever I, seen? Yeah.
2: Like I think I, I think the Giants did everything in their power to give the Jets the game, and you still barely took it.
1: Mm. So, in other words, the Jets won the game.
2: That this was great. Just, just a, yeah, the Jets run again. Okay. Just quit playing Usher every time we come <laughs> the in giants
1: the show. Lost. Coming up next, Chris Canty, another former giant. We got four giants on the show. I'm the lone Jet fan sitting here having to defend myself against all this uh, nonsense we're hearing. But we'll, we'll keep it coming. Our number three coming up next Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, 98.7 ESPN.